Hello, everybody. Welcome to Silent Podcast, where we're anything but silent. My name is Sabrina, and I'm your host of, I'm pleased to tell you, the Amazing Race podcast for this season. And with me, I have semi-recurring guest, Mark. Hey! Well, I don't know what that was my voice, but hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I am good. I'm excited for this episode. It is slightly sad to podcast by yourself. Like, I'll do it if I have to, and I've had to twice already this season, but... It's so much more fun to podcast with somebody. So I'm You've glad. You've great. Like, honestly, like, that's the thing I'm scared of, like, having to do. Um, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I've had that nightmare. I'm like, man, if I did, like, a Lego Masters by myself, I'd just be like, yeah, well, how they built those Legos was really cool. And, like, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, but I think you've been incredible by yourself. Like, I really enjoyed listening to them. And, Thank of you. course, like, when you have guests, I'm very happy. Of course, I'm, be- I'm happy to be a guest anytime that works out. And, like, the, it's always great listening to Sabrina talking talk about Amazing Race. And this is a great episode for mm-hmm. so many different reasons. I'm so excited. So this episode is episode 10 of season 35. We are getting down to the wire. We've got five teams left. And I am still in awe at how close these placements are always. Like every episode, it's like insane to me. Like there's barely any gap between these people. But yeah. I will say that this start time is probably the one of the bigger gaps we've seen throughout this season. And I'll go ahead and list that off now. So starting at the pit start, uh, first, Greg and John, four in a row, insane. Amazing ridiculous and they i was thinking about this whenever i was podcasting the the last episode i don't know if that might be the longest streak in like one season it's definitely up there i mean um yeah yeah i mean some of the returning teams that like have definitely been in that streak because there's a couple Um, of there's a couple of teams like throughout multiple seasons that have had like like longer or a a bigger amount of wins total mm -hmm. but i don't know about like the continuous streak in like one season like that i i can't think of anyone else that comes like the closest i could think of is like a three time you know not not yeah exactly yeah i keep thinking of three time but i can't think of a four so good on them either way like up there like amazing so can i talk about something I saw this on, like, Morgan and Alina, you're going to be the final three. And the next, like, and then, like, two days later, I'm talking to them. Uh, no! The I'm like, no! <laughs> uh, RIP, I love them. <laughs> they, were, they were so great, and I really enjoyed watching them. And they were really nice to talk to, and I found out that Morgan works near me, which is pretty cool. But, hey, yeah. very cool. Yeah. All right, <laughs> So Greg and John, first place, they left at 6.40 a.m. Then we have Joel and Garrett at 7.01 a.m. Steve and Annalie at 7.19 a.m. Rob and Corey at 7.28 a.m. And then we have Todd and Ashley, who are actually kind of behind this time, at 9.27 a.m. So definitely one of the bigger gaps that three hours in between. But it doesn't really matter so much because... They realize they have to take a bus to Austria and then fly to Sweden to Stockholm. And once they're there, they have to go to a area where it's skydiving and they have to pick a number. So it's one of those overnight things where the first person to grab the number, you know, gets to be first in line for the activity. And there's not really a huge gap in between mm-hmm. first and last. So really the lead is kind of done by this point. Um, I but I love, I love how have- when they're in the airport and they google it and find out that it is a skydiving place and like and like ashley's not having it oh but... no i'm in that same boat too i am i want to skydive but i'm scared of skydiving at the exact same time i'm like that sounds awesome but i'm gonna die <laughs> 
No, I have like want to go so bad. Like I am, I would be so stoked if I had the chance to do that on the Amazing Race. That'd be yeah. Can I talk about something really cool? Um, yeah. It's the first time in ten seasons, Amazing Race to visit Sweden. Um, uh-uh. Really? Yeah, I looked it up. Uh, Last in the go oh. is season twenty-five. And, Amazing. Um, I think I think Sweden's very. I mean, this is. I love when I watch the season, like an episode of Amazing Race. I'm like, man, I want to live in that place, and that's exactly yes. how I felt. Like right? that's exactly how I felt watching this episode. No, I kind of feel that though, because I was thinking about like and about how like they had to get on boat kind of taxis to get places and like the water's just right there next to like the normal just like walking areas and like it was beautiful. And like you said, like definitely like a nice place just to live, like not to just visit, yeah. but like to actually be in. I thought that was oh, that was awesome too. Like the last two countries, so Slovenia and Sweden have been just so gorgeous. Like I would love to go there. And like this I as a guy that lives in like the big city, like the subway was amazing. How it was just like like a like beautiful yes. painted and like right. Right? Uh, Cavern. Loved it. I love it. So, so nice. Love that too. So all the teams get to this farm where they know it's going to be skydiving. They have like an idea of like what the task is, is to, you know, grab the number and they wait. And I don't know what it is about this season about people just running right by like signs and just yeah. completely missing where they're supposed to go. It's and- kind of crazy. Like uh, <laughs> considering Okay, so I realized something like in this like in this episode, I especially realized it. Joel and Garrett are there for vibes and to win. <laughs> okay, um, well, which is funny though, because they were the first one to grab a number. Like, yeah, but I mean, like they got, like, <laughs> they're, they're having such a good time watching. Like half the team is like, "Where are the numbers? Where are the numbers?" Like, "Oh, I will let you know, but I can't let you know." I'm like, "They're fine." They're having such a good time. And also, I think, too, because they're not super stressed out in general, that might be to their advantage because they're kind of, like, relaxing and, like, not letting the little things get to them. And I think it's helping their clarity of, like, what they need to be doing. Like, for, like, I mean, a good example is just right now, like, where... Greg and John get, of course, get there first, but they run right past and they overthink it. And then Greg and, or um, Joel Joel and Garrett are like, oh, all right here it is like no problem like they yeah. had no trouble finding it like that's I so think funny part of it has to do with the fact that uh they they thought they almost lost uh when andrea and andrea and melena went True. out yeah. uh, because i feel like their energy has definitely changed like well we almost lost might as well enjoy everything for what it is right um, and like they kind of have that energy going through this like too where they think that they're losing the whole time which we'll talk about later anyways but yeah. um yeah it's just it's fascinating it's like that second life in Survivor, right? When you play Survivor again, um, you, like people like play more uh, balls to the wall, but like in a cool, calm way. Now that they know what they're doing, yeah, right. And I feel right. like that's exactly what they're doing right now. Like they're like, we've had enough close calls. We're just gonna have a good time. Let's We're just do the sure. task, you know. And it's hard too, because like I don't like. I feel like Amazing Race is one of the only shows where I'm kind of okay with people being there for the vibe. Like I don't always love when people go into a show and don't care about the money like big brother for example this past season like pissed me off because obviously there's so many people who were like that's whatever that's whatever it's like it's like it's life-changing money and like people really could use that money and it just seems very like hoity-toity to be like you know oh i don't need this whatever i'm just here for like an experience i do think they're there for the money too like i think they're there for the money like i feel like the teams have been like kind of like vibe teams yeah this season i've definitely been there for the money it's just it it's just the energy is so different, like for some of these teams. I feel like the teams have like fallen in the back of the pack, either become like Joel and Garrett or Steven and Ellie. 
Right, right. It, it is definitely a very much a contrast there. Like it is yeah. like to like those are the two ends. But yeah, I, that's why I like I enjoy this show so much is because I'm like I'm more so okay with like if they're there for an experience then like i get it like i understand because amazing race is like the ultimate experience like for a television show like you are literally seeing the world for a television like for money like that's crazy like just the whole you know concept of it is just blows my mind also um that thing i told you about we'll talk about later um i do have that number number you don't remember it at all i'll say the private chat (laughs) okay so they all skydive in their particular orders, and I, again, I'm so jealous. Like, I, it really is to me, like, top tier, like, to, on The Amazing Race, to skydive. That is. I, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Now I know which count you're talking so, about. Okay. Yeah, like, I feel like the biggest, like, the things my brain always goes to with Amazing Race is always skydive or bungee jumping. Um, as a not. person scared of heights, I think bungee jumping is a thing that would be I would cry during the whole time and not be okay. Okay, see, I am way more scared of bungee jumping than I am of skydiving. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because I feel like bungee jumping, like legitimately, disaster way more often. Yeah, skydiving is like for sure. Like I am not about that. Would freak me the hell out. I mean, like with a tandem skydive, like you, you know, more than likely you're gonna be safe. Yeah, because you got somebody with you, and somebody's like there, like controlling everything. Like you're just there. You're just there for the ride. It's fun. It's great. It's beautiful, and we're having fun. Your beard's flapping in the wind. Your mustache is yeah, like your face all messed up because of the wind. I love it. I want to do it so badly, but I'm so scared, and I'm like, I'm very okay with knowing that I would probably crap myself while doing it. (laughs) Um. (laughs) So it seems like, for the most part, it's not like a big gap between each skydiver. It's pretty much just like filing out one by one on this plane. It's not like a big gap so i mean for the most part these teams aren't super far behind each other and as you know like i said joel and garrett they got to get there first they leave first and they get their next clue they have to go to this island called tinango tinango so they have to get on a boat which takes them to this island and it's another one of those like kind of interludes of the boat and like looking at the scenery and be like wow we're 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 here this is great and it's just one of those reflection moments um, which is always nice because it's good for us to see the scenery too and like where they are. Yeah. It just kind of puts more context of what's going on. So I really enjoy that. Um, um, I want to talk about one more small thing in skydiving because I think it's really important to talk about this. The way that uh, the I call it the Greg Ashley scale. I mean Garrett Ashley scale because uh, Garrett is like ter- like was it? I've never done this again. Uh, and Ashley's like, I will do that again as soon as I can. And she talked about because they were very much opposite on like wanting to do it. Because yeah. Ashley was like, "Hell no!" And then she's like, "Ah, do it again." And then yeah. Garrett was like, "This is cool." And then he's like, "No, just kidding. Like, I'm done." <laughs> uh, yeah, I just thought that, that was like, an important thing to bring up because I think that's like a fascinating thing that I caught. And also, like, I really like need to hammer home. Um, it's a thing that's going to come up this episode, and it's been coming up for a lot. The honest, beautiful optimism of Ty and Ashley. Oh um, yeah. Like he gets the title of the episode um with uh oh my god, I forgot to write it down. Uh give me one second while I search for it. Uh, everyone, everyone loves an underdog story, that's what it is. Yeah, everyone loves yeah, everyone loves a comeback story. Comeback story. And it's like he says a lot of things like that. And you see Ashley like kind of like slightly annoyed, but like also like, yeah, that's true. So yeah, I love I, I just love their optimism and like their they're like, we're here for a good time. Like that really, that's a really beautiful thing that they, that they, that they hammer home in this episode a lot. Yeah, no, that you're right. 
Uh, so once we get to the roadblock, um, well, sorry, we get to the clue and find out it's a roadblock, and it's called "Who Wants to Party?" and we get very much uh, midsummer, midsummer, <laughs> like literally and movie, like same vibes. I mean, obviously, but that like it just <laughs> everybody's thinking the same thing, right? Yeah. I mean, I on. mean, Phil says it. Phil literally says midsummer, like midsummer yeah. celebration, which is like what midsummer is about. Right, right, right. Like everybody's thinking about the movie. Everybody, if you're not, then like, what rock are you under? Right. Go watch the movie if you're not thinking about the movie, because at least you haven't seen it, or also like just watch the trailer, uh, because you haven't seen the trailer. Like the movie's terrifying. The movie's terrifying. And so, so for me, like watching that, I'd be like, I don't know if I want to do this roadblock. I don't know. Like that would just kind of sketch me out a little bit, but I, yeah, nothing horror related is in this show at all. I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to regret t- saying this because I'm going to be talking to uh, Ashley eventually after this. I'm going to Anna Lee after this. Uh, her energy after, because you have to dance after the whole thing, right? Yes. yes. Uh, and her face when she uh, becomes the May Queen, for lack of a better word, turns into Florence <laughs> Pugh in the end of Midsummer, And I'm like, oh, no. Um, right, Steve, run. Just run. Right. Come on, <laughs> Come on Dad. Uh, so, so with this roadblock, basically teams have to complete a wreath. So they have to, like, they get the little, like, piece, like the, you know, metal piece, and they have to wrap some, like, greens around it, put a little flowers on it make it nice and fluffy and they have to attach it to the maypole put the maypole up and then do a little dance around it and that's the roadblock and just i feel like this was probably a quick roadblock if i had to guess like it just seemed like overall as long as you just kind of stay focused you'll be fine and that's why i'm very surprised that rob and Corey almost immediately choose to use their express pass it just didn't seem I don't know. Like, I know it's hard to say in hindsight, like what they'd be feeling like at that moment and like feeling like they needed to use it. But I feel like the express pass is more, I guess, has a better advantage to it. If you use it later on in the leg, in my opinion, I agree. Um, it's the weird thing. Cause like the, the, there are a lot of moving parts to this challenge. Right. Yeah. And that's like where my brain, like if I had the express pass, I still have moving parts. And my brain's like, I don't know what layer is going to come up. Of course, a layer is a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And moving a lot of parts. Um, but I don't know. I feel like they knew they had to use it this leg. Yes. Agreed. They probably should have waited. But also, I don't know. I don't think they made the wrong decision. I think that they were shocked with what happened, of course. But yes. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, they it, definitely did the right, like, they, they fought for the Express Pass. They fought for it. Like, it's one of the sure. best parts of the episode. Like, it was definitely the leg to use it, which I understand that. But, like, yeah, I just feel like so early in the leg, that's kind of a hard decision to make just because you don't know what's coming. Like, you don't know what's going to be harder. And you can already see right in front of you, like, who's doing it and see, you, sh- you probably could have seen that Annalie was, like, doing a good job. So it's probably like, okay, well, maybe this is easier than we think. Um, but I mean, either way it's, it is what it is. And they decided to use it. Uh, so they end up leaving, but Steven and Annalie are on their tail, like pretty quickly. Annalie finishes that task pretty fast. And like, Annalie, she, honestly, Annalie is, I, she's a gift of a, I hate, I'm putting this in quotes, uh, a villain arc, you know? She, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think she's a bad person. She's getting a lot no. of on the internet. Uh, I know she's very, very type A. And very, very intense. And she says a few things a couple times this episode, which uh, we'll get to at the end of the episode. But, I mean, she's determined. 
She's determined. I really respect the fuck out of that. Like, I will say, like, she is extremely good at roadblocks. Like, she gets them done very quickly. It's pretty astonishing, like, how fast she does them. And yeah. I, I definitely am in all of that. Like, I, I get, like, and I've said this before about her. Like, I understand her emotions and the way she thinks like because she's competing she wants to win she's exasperated like and it's it's stressful like i get that and especially if i were with somebody that i like loved like you know my husband or my dad or whoever i'd race with like i would probably get in that same kind of mindset and being like you know freaked out and just being like let's go let's go let's go and part of me like watching it was like kind of just feeling for her dad because i mean he can't he's doing the best he can right yeah and it, it's hard to like watch somebody try and push somebody who's doing the best they can and it's hard because you feel like oh why is she even doing this like why is she acting this way and like part of me is like i'm done with her but at the same time i understand how she's feeling and i've definitely felt that way before so i can't like fully falter on that mm-hmm. so yeah it's just like a it's just a hard dynamic for me to kind of wrap my brain around because it definitely is myself in those situations and i can see myself in those situations but it's still hard to watch sometimes. It, it's a lot, you know, and like it, it's a lot. And I feel like this shows a growing experience for everyone involved, no matter what. Uh, whether yeah, it's, that's uh, very true. I feel like it is one of those things where like you go in this race, you experience that stress and you learn from it. And if you don't learn from it at the time, you learn from it when you're watching it back. So it's, which it seems like she is like, like you said, like, I've been seeing that she's like kind of taking on the chin. I yeah. feel bad for her. She seems like a good person. Yeah. She's more, sure really she smart. Like, you know? Nothing like wrong with her personally. It's just like those, those, I guess maybe I hope that this kind of gives her the opportunity to change the way she reacts to stressful situations mm. in her yeah. daily life. And I feel like she will, I'm sure like it's really eye opening to her. Um, but she's not a bad person at all. If by any means. Yeah. I just, yeah, I mean, I think it's important to talk about people also, like, in a good light, which I'm not saying we're not, it's just, yeah. you know how it is, it's that thing of, like, we want to, we want to be good, and, like, we, we, we're cheering for the best. Yeah, and, right, it, yeah, and it is TV at the end of the day, like, you know, we can't. And the thing is, like, the other, the other four teams in this Final Four, I feel like are four of the most likable teams in this whole season. Totally. It is. It's, it's, it is. It's one of those things where like, we, we always want somebody to root for, but also to root against. Yeah. So it, sometimes those people come about that like, aren't really that bad, but they are like, you know, not as, I don't want to say likable, but not as like easy to root for, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, and so we automatically just take that person and just like, take it the other way which we shouldn't do but and like she's an she's an amazing competitor like that like back to like what we were originally no, talking about she, she's, she she's destroyed great. this challenge no ridiculous destroyed it like like they beat rob and cory to the next thing yeah it's insane so for the rest of the roadblock the rest of people who chose it so greg did the roadblock garrett Emily, and ashley um and I feel like, like I said, this roadblock, I think nobody really got stumped by it. Everybody did it pretty well. For some reason, I think it's editing, but they made it seem like Ashley was there for a while. I don't mm-hmm. know how true that really is. Um, it just, kind of, I think it's to edit, to be completely honest. I mean, but, um, I, I know a little bit more, but I, I feel like we should, I'll talk about it a little bit later. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because, yeah. <laughs> okay. So we leave the roadblock and they have to get back into the city and get to a particular theater or the Royal Dramatic Theater. And once they get inside, they have to find a violinist who's playing who has their next clue, which I kind of love these little like 
in between challenges where it's just like a little task they have to figure out. It's um, so great. It's so great. It's fun. And so Stephen and Lee end up getting there first. Um, Robin Corey, for some reason, they get inside and they leave and go around the building. And I'm like, I think they, it's just another example of overthinking it. They're just like, oh, it's there's got to be something marked or like well, it's somewhere uh, yeah. right here. And I mean, it's they, a maze. It's, they're doing a maze. Like it's a huge theater. Yeah. Um, I right. looked it up afterwards because it's got like three or four spaces inside there. Yeah. So they don't know what space, like, obviously, um, uh, Corey can hear the violin, which that's kind of like a clue. Yeah. But, like, it seems like there were dead ends. It seems like there were paths they could go to because, like, right. people, like, people are stopped by that. But so it's it's tough. Like, you see that, you see this giant old building. You're like, oh my God, how do I get in? You know? And yeah, no, that that's is tough. Yeah. But eventually, Rob and Corey find the actual violinists get their clue. Mm -hmm. And as they're leaving the theater, I mean, the clue says they have to go to Solna Centrum station by subway. Like that's their mm -hmm. clue. They have to go to the subway and travel and find that, that station in the subway to get their next clue. And as soon as they go outside, they see a bus and they see that Steve and Emily are on that bus. And Emily's like, go, 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 the bus yeah, driver. And was like, like, let's go, bus driver. And then Robin and Corey get on the bus. But then Robin and Corey actually save their asses by saying, hey, this is a subway clue. Why are we on a bus? So if Steve and Emily drove away in that bus, they would have been royally screwed. Like, would you think they would have got a time penalty? I don't know if it would be that far. Or, you know what? No. I think they would have maybe realized their mistake and gotten off the bus. But you're right. If they ended up getting to that station by bus, they probably would have gotten a penalty. Um, and it's interesting because, I mean, the team that came to last place was 15 minutes behind the other teams. Yeah. So it would probably have been their downfall. They probably would have yeah. been eliminated, which is crazy. Like, that is crazy to know that that's probably what would have happened. Mm -hmm. That's wild. Um, so they, everybody else like ends up getting into the theater fine. I don't think there's really, there I mean, a couple of teams that were having issues with like which area to go to, but it wasn't like a big deal. Um, and also not a big deal with the subway either. Like everybody kind of found their way pretty well. And the subway was awesome. It was a, you know, beautiful artwork in it. And yeah. it was just clean. so clean. Yeah. Clean. <laughs> clean. I live in New York. It's a dirty subway. Uh right? <laughs> Please, it's a great please. subway, but it's a dirty subway. A lot of art uh, around it. That was really cool. And Steve and Annalie and Robin Corey are on the subway together. And they pretty much decide to finish like the leg kind of together, um, which is not a terrible move because they know they're in the first two spots. And it's better to be in the first two spots than to be in the, like the fifth spot. So I don't yeah, blame yeah. them for like joining together. I think it's Especially a good idea. Especially with like Greg and John who've been like so good this season. Completely. And they don't know where they are behind them. So it's yeah. good to stay, I think, at the head of the pack. Um, the only thing I'd be worried about if I were Robin Corey is like not Annalise's like frustrations, but like her overthinking. And I feel like mm -hmm. that's always what gets – her and her dad is that overthinking situation, especially with like, which we saw with the express pass. Like they ran right past the sign and even look at it and they climbed all the way up instead. And just things like that. I think I'd be worried for, for Robin Corey uh, with teaming up with them, especially in a running around trying to find things kind of situation. Cause there was a lot of that for this episode in general. Like there's a lot of just little bitty things in between each, um, each clue. So yeah, I don't know. It's it will, and we'll see how that plays out later because it does play out in a very interesting way. Oh, like honestly, this is like I I could see like the last, not the last last part, but like 
towards the end of this episode in one of those like compilations of like fun, amazing race mess ups, you know? Yep. Yep. Totally. Like the guys that like, uh, I think it was international that like decided to just like travel around, like just enjoy the town while they were uh, having a, like, a, like a time that they couldn't do anything. Or of course, <laughs> like the watermelon into that poor lady's face. Oh, you know, God, stuff like that. Oh, horrible. Um, so we see Robin, Corey, and Stephen Annalee. They get to the subway. They find the station. They get their next clue. And as they're getting their next clue, Greg finishes his wreath back at the roadblock. And Joel and Garrett and Todd and Ashley are left in last. And it's funny because Joel and Garrett got there first. Yeah. Um, so they're having a hard time with this roadblock, unfortunately. So the two of them are the back of the pack. They're still figuring it out. Uh, once Robin, Corey, and Stephen Annalee get their clue it ends up being the detour which the two choices are sort or serve what sort um they have to go to a huge recycling area and they have to sort and separate uh one family's like full like trash and um once it's all completely sorted correctly they'll get their clue what serve they have to go to a banquet one person's the server one person's the runner and they have to deliver three courses based off of a menu that's only by memory and there are a ton of courses on this table that they have to choose from um and each table has four particular diners so in my mind immediately i would choose sort like that is crazy uh, Sir, yeah is challenge i'm sorry like i mean we'll we'll talk about who does it well but mm -hmm. uh, absolutely not like sort is the way to go i think sort's also like well, first off, like it's one of those things where, like, wow, Sweden is really much better than America. Uh, oh because, but for like, real though, whenever they said what they could actually recycle, I was like, holy shit, that's amazing! Like, they're recycling everything and like recycling so other awesome. countries' garbage and just like you see, it's like it's just like a massive area. Also, like, I find it really fun watching the strategy in this, like, how people, if they don't want their teams to see it, like try to hide the item and then dump it quick. Oh, so ridiculous. That's not going to work. Like, you can't hide the refrigerator. Yeah, the <laughs> refrigerators. And, like, refrigerators all within Todd. Like, absolutely not. Uh, but I also love, like, the stress relief aspect of it. Like, how I feel like every team is stressed out in this light to a, an ex absurd oh, amount. 100. And, like, you just think, like, Ashley go from really sad Ashley to, like, like happy Ashley and, like, Garrett and Joel just, like, do, like, wrestling moves and stuff and just. I don't know. It's like that thing. Like, that reminds me, Amazing Race is fun. You know. Can we talk about how this place reminded me of IKEA, though? Like, it looked like having IKEA, but outdoors. Yeah, like the yeah, energy. Yeah, it was like a like a recycle IKEA. I don't know. That's like the first thing I could think of when I saw it. And it was so well, like there were like organized. twenty stations. Like, like it was incredible. organized and clean, and just like just easy to read and beautiful. I, I loved it. Well, I loved easy it. to read in, in Sweden. Uh, we don't. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> Like I mean, textile, I mean, everything textile. was very clear and cut and dry, and it was just perfect. Like I loved also, it. Like I love like the um, I don't know, like the the pinwheel thingy. The it's not a pinwheel. The, the rolling wheel, like yeah. the giant wheel that like crushes things. Yes. Um, is like it's all just like very cool and like easy to look at. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm that guy that like watches like uh on TikTok the like deep cleaning of like carpets. Oh, me too. Uh, I love that. I love that so much. Uh, and like, I love watching like the uh, like hydraulic press things, yes. like, like destroy things, and yes, yes, yes. Uh, the, the really hot ball type thing or whatever it's yep. called. Yep. Um, I love like watching 
I love watching destruction. No, I'm <laughs> taking like pieces of the toilet. I know I'm not strong enough to pick up the whole toilet and like slam it, but I would yeah. take off like the top of it and like slam it down. Or I would take off like the top of the lid and slam it down. Like I would literally break it apart and slam it into those. That'd be so cathartic for me. Like, we I need to be in real life, Sabrina, and like do like a wrecking room or whatever. Okay, I want to do one so freaking bad. There's one yeah. like down the road for me and I keep forgetting it exists, but I yeah. want to go so bad. Like I want to smash stuff so so hard like because i like i don't know if i just have pent-up anger in me or what but like for me being like loud and like destructive like would really millennial we all have pent-up anger oh my uh, god <laughs> like that would help my anxiety so much so like that yeah. is like on my list so, like seeing that was like so like nice i was like i need to do this so bad it just but like, i loved it i, I mm-hmm. love like how happy everyone is like doing this doing the recycling right um, and like it's so funny with the i don't want to say contrast because um like greg and johnny the only people that do the noble prize like food thing yes. uh but their strategy is so so smart and the fact that they that um that uh john no uh greg speaks french and so, john understands it to a certain yeah, extent yeah like okay so basically like like you said like sort most people choose that detour like Steve Ennelly, Robin Corey, Greg and John, Joel and Garrett. Um, oh, sorry, my bad. Back up. Stephen Annelly, Robin Corey, Joel and Garrett, and Todd Nashley all pick sort. They have no problem. They get it done pretty well. And like you said, Greg and John are the only ones to choose serve, which I think is crazy, but it works out amazingly for them. And according to my notes, John is the one that speaks French. Yes. I don't know if that's correct. No, no I was not. okay. Um because I know the way it works, it's uh, the person that's on the leftist is the person that's the first name. So, I think okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. This sounds like we don't know what we're talking about. Whatever, um, right? it's fine. You know, it, who? It's a fucking TV show. It's fine. Um. So, <laughs> so, so John, according to these notes that I'm reading right now. John is the one that speaks French. He speaks French. He lived in France for a period of time. And he was the one that was in the back with all of the food uh, ready to go. And Greg understands a little bit of it to like actually pronounce things. Exactly. Greg still knows some French. So he was able to pronounce things correctly and just give him like the basics of the words, which is so smart because he didn't memorize the entire dish name. He only memorized like one or two of the words. Yeah. And they were like unique words like that. Exactly. Yeah. And they were enough to be distinguishable between all the other dishes. And for him, he just memorized, you know, each individual course and like he had the order of the numbers with the plates and they were able to set it up in a really good way and had a good system and they literally were correct on all four of their chances like they had no mess ups they didn't have to go back and they kind of blazed through it but i still think it was not the right choice of detour especially i mean they got very lucky because it was in french and they were able to memorize very Mm -hmm. well but if it was any other language or if it was anybody else like it would not have worked out for them i agree i think any of the other four teams um would have had a lot more issues Mm -hmm. um i feel like i feel like joel and garrett would probably possibly try to do the same strategy i don't know if it would go as well Um, Right, right but like I don't know. I don't see the other four teams excelling at this. No, um, me neither. And it's that thing of like, when you see the clue, in my personal opinion, serve seems like it could be easier. It Not like, in my like, mind. Well, okay. You got the physical and you got the mental, right? Yeah. Um, and normally physical 
takes time, but is sometimes easier. Yeah. Um, and this one was mental completely um, with a little physical. I mean, it's not really running, but I don't uh, know. My, my, it seems like the only team that could have done well with this did well with this. It literally, the only team that could have done it did it. Like, good for them. Like, they nailed it. Like, they knew what they were doing. But it's funny because even though they did so well, they still didn't gain any places. But it was also interesting because, like, I feel like most teams, if they were to do uh, serve, it would have been, like, 30 minutes. And for them, it was probably, like, 18. Yeah. for Yeah. It was definitely between 15 and 30 minutes for them. Like, if yeah. I had to guess. And, like, but it still wasn't enough. Like, they, like, Steve and Annalie and Robin Corey were still ahead of them at this point. Like, once they finished, they were still in third. So, like, there was no, like, place change at all. Um and that becomes evident once they all kind of meet up, like at this next root info, like when they go to their clue, they have to go to um, a marina and there is a little clue box on a boat. And on that boat is their next clue, which I think it's so funny to me how they've been adding these little extra root infos. Like I know that's happened in the past, but it seems like a lot the past couple of episodes where they've had to just like, they'll get their clue from like the detour and it says, mm-hmm. oh, go to this next place. And they go to that next place. Oh, now go to this next place. It's like, it's a very like, yeah. Next place, next place, next place. Instead of just like detour to pit stop or like roadblock yeah. to pit stop. It's like roadblock to this to pit stop. Like, and that's the case in this episode too. Like they get to this boat, get a clue, and it's like, oh, now you have to go to your pit stop. Um, and the pit stop is called um woo. Strom Strompart Turin. Strompartarin. Um, so they have to get there by subway, is mm-hmm. the clue. So they are trying to find the subway station after they've gotten this clue from the boat. And this is where <laughs> this I, shit starts to happen. Oh my God. I, I don't believe what happened. Like, I just, it's insane. Also like going back to what you were saying though, beforehand, like um, in Slovenia, like the first leg in Slovenia with um, uh, that like giant tower, you're right. Like they had to go up that. It's like, cool. Get in there. View of this cool town. You yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, I love yeah, how they yeah, do that. Yeah. Like, yeah and it's kind of the same thing with this where it's like hey look at this really cool boating area um right uh i mean obviously the pit stop area i like literally when they announced where it was my brain just like exploded i'm like that sounds like the greatest place ever how i, I love history like the fact that it was like accidentally uncovered is yeah, really cool right? yeah and i love that stuff and then also what's funny to me is like i i don't know if this has like happened frequently or not but it's funny how for the pit stop usually it's just like get to the pit stop just get yeah. there but this time they've said very explicitly take the subway to get to the pit stop and so it was like an extra layer on top of just finding the pit stop they have to get to a subway then to find the pit stop and these teams are having a really hard time with it basically we're still in the same order of like robin Corey, steven annalee together and then while they're trying to get to the station, Greg and John end up catching up to them. So very quickly them, too, like because yes. they're like they weren't that far ahead of Greg and John. Right, right. So the three of them together, the three teams, are now trying to find the subway station, and they can't find it. Like they are asking locals, and they're giving locals are giving them wrong directions. They went yeah. on a ten minute run in the wrong direction. A ten minute. That's run. crazy. 10 minutes like, out of the way is nuts. This is like when my brain also started processing a thing that we're going to talk about in just a moment. Uh, what I call the c- come on, dad count. Uh, uh, <laughs> Annalie, uh, I, 
again, I have no ill will towards her at all. I really need to state that. Uh, but I was when I figured I was gonna be a guest this podcast, I realized Annalise has come on dad a lot in this episode. Yes, and usually Most, starting like right now in the last like 10 minutes of this but episode. But it was the full episode too. Yes. In this one. It just like, like it just elevated at this point. Like any kind of foot race, that's her like move. It's normally <laughs> like five to eight, I'd say. And she hit 20 in the last 10 minutes of this episode. Now, oh as I mentioned earlier, there was I did count all of them. Do you want to get a guess on how many she said this time? Okay, so from the start of the leg to the finish. Uh-huh. Um 30. More. Shut up. I, uh 40? Less. 35. More. 37? Yep. Oh my god. Uh that that's come wow. on dad and variations on like the phrase come on. Or like oh dad gosh. come on. I didn't yeah. Uh, again, I have only love for her and for her dad who's a fucking trooper. Um <laughs> real report dad. Like there's so much footage of the of those top three teams running this episode. Oh and you see god. Steve trying along. Trying to keep well, up, doing a pretty good job, better than I would. Um, he, he I, I'm a fat man that's out of shape. Uh, oh my lord! But like, I still cannot believe how far out of the way they got from their those directions. They like, went to like see, a mall. It looked like yes, like, like they were in some random area. Building. Like yeah, they're like, what the hell? And so while they're off on this like magical adventure, Joel and Garrett get to the, where they turn the wrong way, but ask a local for directions. And this time they get correct directions. So they, also, don't even, they don't even see the top three teams. They get another thing that I really love while they're lost. Like while those three teams are lost, I believe it's Greg is like, hi, uh, can you pull up Google maps? Like, <laughs> That's what I would say though. I'm like, give me Google Maps. Like Google Maps oh, is like it's the best. Best. Google it's Maps. Is, Google phone. It's the best. Google Maps. Okay, listen. I have an iPhone, and Google Maps is hella superior to Apple Maps by far. It is so much better. So if I were on Amazing Race, I would ask me for Google Maps too. Yeah, it just is like so funny how like they're like everyone's like pissed off when he's like, keep open your phone to Google Maps. I love please. it. I love it. But yeah, so, like Joel and yeah. Derek get, get their correct. Yeah, Everyone else directions. gets correct directions, but these three teams. Yeah, like what? So Joel and Garrett get to the subway. They get to the pit stop, and they are first Wait, place. Can I, can I even say one more thing? Really funny before yes. Joel and Garrett get there. Yes. Uh, they get off the train, and uh, Joel's like, "I think the river is that way," and like just starts running. And yeah, it's, like- <laughs> like, it's just like. I love this bloodhound of a man. Like I like oh, I funny. do not want to interview him until like the top three is over. Uh, because I love him. I I just love how he just like leads with, like an open heart and he's like, oh, the river is that way. Like you're like, what? How'd you know oh, that? Man. Like Yeah, so literally after all this shenanigans, Joel and Garrett end up in first place. Like, what is going on? Like the the, the last five minutes of this episode, I was like so like I didn't know what was gonna happen. And to see Joel and Garrett get to the subway, I was like, holy shit, they're gonna win. This is Uh, crazy. It's so insane because the the editing of the show is always astounding. And the way the editing looks, it looks like Todd and Ashley are going for the same train that the top three teams are going for. Right. Yes. 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 For sure. And so, whenever Joel and Garrett get to the finish, they find that they're first. They're also shocked. They have no. You know the Galapagos. Oh my god! Which is badass. And then we have 
the other again the other three teams finally figure out where the subway is they get to the point and you're right it, the edit makes it look like todd and ashley are right on their tail and it makes it look like they're on the same train or trying to get to the same yeah. train i, I uh, also like really love like how kind todd is when he's asking a local he's like hi we're in a race um how to get to this, this train station and like it just <laughs> and like they get good directions it's just like oh uh, i God. love it so they all get to the mat like fairly quickly behind each other. So we have Greg and John in second, Rob and Corey in third, and Steve and Annalie in fourth, which again, not far behind each other at all. I don't know. So I'm guessing there's a 10 minute gap between Joel and Garrett and Greg and John. I'm assuming because of the direction situation. And then Todd and Ashley were probably also like maybe 10 minutes behind, yeah. like not a far gap, like, gap at I, all. It might have been shorter between Joel and Garrett and the, and the rest of the pack. Okay. Just because it felt like it was, it felt like yeah, five that minutes. Makes sense. That makes sense. Because like I feel like normally once you get a ten minute gap, it's they're gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Phil's like ha- has them waiting there until like the next team. That is so. true. So he probably knows they're like right there. Um. So unfortunately, Todd and Ashley are eliminated from the race in fifth place last. And yeah, this top four is so strong. I am very excited to see who wins because at this point, I legitimately do not know who's going to win this. Two of these teams I thought were going to be out in the first four teams. See, I the only team I thought would have not been here was Joel and Garrett. Uh, I thought Stephen and Ali and Joel and Garrett. I thought they were going to be on that, like towards the end, beginning, uh, like towards the end of that bottom tier. No, Um, I don't know. I like, I really think that whenever. The first few episodes happened. I really thought Annalie and Steve would be there for a while, just because Annalie is so strong yeah. of a player. Like I definitely saw them out pretty far. Um, yeah, I don't know. I this is such a strong top four. Like I'm so excited. It it's really fascinating. Like one of the things I really loved uh, as a person that's privileged to be able to talk to the the teams that get eliminated for a song podcast. Um mm-hmm. talking to Todd and Ashley on Thursday was really great. Like they're really sweet people. Um and they have like a very unique background. It's not just like sports because like um like he also was a cop at one point, like a private investigator for uh-huh. like eight years and like they've lived all over the world. And it's like I don't know, it takes a special kind of person to be able to like live all over the world. Um and like she like she's a big fan of the show. He wants to be on he wants to be on the challenge. Um and like they're just they're those people that are like, these are actually pretty decent people. Like, you know, like yeah. I feel like a lot of people that use religious forward sometimes aren't the best. And I hate saying that, but that's, you know, it's an unfortunate archetype. Um, and they seem like they have a lot of love for each other, a lot of love for the game, a lot of love for humanity. And it really shows. Like, I I remember when we like were podcasted the first episode, I was very, very high on them because I thought that they were they had a very interesting main character vibe to them. And they, they definitely were main characters in the season. I wish yeah. you had a little bit more of their sense of humor because they were very, very funny. Uh, but they were great. Like, they were great. I really thought they were going to be the top three teams, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're one of those teams where, like, I'm not surprised either way. Like, I wouldn't have been shocked if they were top three, but I also am not shocked they're limited. And now, I don't know. They were just kind of in the middle of the pack for me in terms of, like, what they could have done. Mm-hmm. Um they're not it's, it's not shocking that they're eliminated in my mind but at the same time it's not like they're a bad team at all like no. i like they definitely did what they wanted to do i feel like they they did as well as they could have they also like the most consistent team ever always like placing fifth. very 
They were very. Like, very they close. were always like fifth place. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. They were like always in the middle. That's so funny. But yeah, this was a great episode. I again, I'm excited to see how this turns out. I legitimately do not know who's going to win this. Like, I think any of these teams could win. Um, yeah, it's going to be good. And Annalise is the last woman standing, which is crazy. Yeah, because we had a lot of female teams this season. Yeah, and yeah, it kind of sucks that there's only one girl left. But it's okay. I'm still, I'm still rooting for Robin Corey though. Like, I'll be real. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, like, if I were to rank the four teams for myself, um, Robin Corey number one, Greg and John number two, Joel and Gary number three, and then Stephen Annalee. That's fair. Like, I, I think, like, I've always been like very, very big fan of. Greg and John from the beginning, and I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, Garrett and Joel and Garrett are just gonna be fun vibes, and we're gonna see, love them for how long we have them. Right. Anna Lee is a fucking beast in the best yeah. way about her dad on her back, and she's like a foot shorter than him. Right. <laughs> Literally. I love it. It's it's a really great strong season that I'm really happy to see happen the way it is. Like, there's all like. A lot of teams in this season have like been shockingly good. Like Robin, like Robin and Chelsea are like one of those teams. I'm like, incredible, incredible. You know, like yeah. it's just, I love it. It's a good show. It is a good show. It's the best show. Love it. Hmm? Okay, well that is our episode. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on with the rest of our lives at this moment. Mark, where can people find you, and what are you up to? Okay, um, so at MarkLeeV85 for the Twitter, the Instagram. I've been doing movie reviews on uh, TikTok recently, and I'm really enjoying that as at MovieMark. Um, here on Sound Podcast, you can find me every Thursday uh, afternoon uh, talking to the most recent team, Eliminate from Amazing Race. Um, very excited about all of that. Um, really, really been heartbroken every time I have to like talk to them. I'm very happy at the same time because I like them all this season. Um, another thing, I'll be... Uh, Lego Masters, uh, by the time this drops, we'll probably have dropped our next episode of Lego Masters uh, with uh, me and Josh Kettles. And another thing I've been doing that I've been loving so, so much, Squid Game, uh, the challenge coverage um, with uh, Sarah Carradine. Um, on Tuesday night, we're doing a live one um, for episodes uh, 7 8. And then we finish all up Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, for episodes 9 and 10. If you like Squid Game, you're gonna love this. Like the, it's just so good and so fun and just amazing characters. Also, Absolutely. one last thing, I'm trying to interview Derby Squad from Buddy Game. We're trying to, we're trying to figure out when uh, that's gonna happen. Uh, I'm in constant communication with them, and I'm like, please, I want to talk to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> love it. What about you, Sabrina? How can people find you and follow and everything? So you can find me at sabrizi2492 on Instagram and Twitter. Um, this is all I'm doing right now because I have anxiety and it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I love talking about this. I've been having a really like good time hosting this podcast this season. And I definitely want to do it again. Like I love this show so much. And the next season's coming out early next year too. So even though we'll be done for like a month or two, like we're right back on it. So I'm happy. And yeah, you can just look up anything selling podcasts. Like Mark said, there's a ton of stuff out right now that we're like covering. So, you know, you'll find something that you like, you'll find something that you, like other TV shows or movies or music, the things that you're into. Um, so check us out at selling podcasts and like comment, share, 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 subscribe, share all the S words that are hard to say. And <laughs> Shabrina. <laughs> 
and you know rate us five stars but if you don't think this is five stars find something that it is and yeah we'll be back next week with another episode and we'll see who decides to join me next time around yeah i think that's all i want to talk about <laughs> Fun times. all right so that's it for today guys and we'll talk to you later bye if you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.